If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, everybody hold still. I'm trying to count. One, two, three. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. We'll get to the current population of the Earth here in a second. That must be a a really difficult job. You get like Mm. halfway through counting the Earth and a bunch of people start moving around in uh, India. Hold still! God, i got to start over. Right, or a plane lands and you're thinking, did I count those people before they took off or were they in the air? Damn it. Where did you come from? Right. Um... First, we'll do this, though. Headline, young people who drink alone risk alcohol abuse later in life. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. I would, that, that seems self-evident to me. Uh, yeah, it seems kind of self-evident to me, too. I don't remember what age I was when this happened. I kind of remember where I lived, so it must have been about 23, 24, something like that. I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic who no longer drinks. But uh, because that's pertinent to the story. But I remember when I was like about 23 or something like that, um, becoming aware of somebody who who would like drink by themselves. And I was like, why would you ever do that? It just seems so crazy to me at the time. The um, idea of uh, having there's a nobody dr- else here. <laughs> I don't well, understand I, your question. I learned the answer over time. <laughs> why do you do that? Because it's freaking awesome. That's why. <laughs> It's one of the greatest things on earth. But um, uh, but there was a time in my life where it just seemed crazy. Like, I just said, wow, you're like in your house by yourself drinking. What? Because to me, it was just completely a social thing. Something you did with other people to enhance the social benefits. It wasn't anything you did alone. Well, and then, that, that was like the classic view of drinking, right? That's one of the signs you have a problem if you drink alone. And then I, I got to a point where that was my favorite thing to do in the whole world, drinking hmm. alone. And, you know, as an alcoholic, so I can... Uh, attest to the fact that it wasn't good for me, but it says here, young people who drank alone at age 18, that's fairly young to be drinking alone. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute now. I never it, I never did that. It seemed crazy to me at 23 
to drink alone. I never drank alone. I'd drink with a bunch of people and then get home um, and then go to bed, I guess. But anyway, uh, young people who drank alone at age 18 were a third more likely to report symptoms of alcohol use disorder, which is what some people call alcoholism, I guess. People who reported drinking by themselves in their early 20s were 60% more likely to report these symptoms. And they found that young women, I didn't know any young women who drank alone. That would have seemed really weird, a young woman who drank by herself when I was young. But the young women who drank alone are especially vulnerable to alcohol use disorder later in adulthood. Mm-hmm. So significantly higher. Eh, I don't do with that information what you will. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm I, I'm examining my own feelings about because uh, when I was a youngster and we'd sneak beers or try to find beers or whatever and, and meet down by the overpass by the highway. Um, it was always together. I mean, I, it never even occurred to me like to get some and drink alone. But, you know, you get home from work at the end of the day and, and the wife's out or whatever and you you want to have a beer or something. It seems like the most natural thing in the world. Yeah, I'm not sure they mean have beer if they're talking about drink alone. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know what they mean. Hmm. Anywho, um, we now have 8 billion people on Earth. Oh, they wow. just, just announced that the United Nations Population Division put out their numbers, and uh, they believe we just crossed that milestone recently. So if you're ever throwing around, with 8 billion people on Earth, you'd think I can find one that fixes this toilet, or whatever you're going to say. That's a good for instance. Um, here's the interesting stuff to me, though. It's only been 11 years since we hit the 7 billion population milestone, which is the fewest years it's ever taken to add a billion people to the planet. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid and we hit four billion and it was a big deal. Well, the planet had half as many people then. That's really quite extraordinary if you think about it. No wonder traffic's so bad. Exactly. It took all of human history to reach the first billion, which was around 1800. Hmm. Um, how long it takes before we top you know, 9 billion, 10 billion, 11 billion, 12 billion. Hard to say because a lot of your biggest countries are going the other direction now. Like the United States. Heck, China. Uh, India, I think they're still having kids like crazy. Yeah, right. China, China is because of their weird laws and then the spiral that they're in and there aren't enough women. To Way too many men aren't enough women. And so that's the biggest country in the world. The third biggest country in the world, us, we don't have enough kids to sustain population. Russia, Europe, I think Japan, we're all below uh, uh, replenishment level, right? The 2.2 kids. Uh, Growth enthusiasts often point out correctly that the global global fertility rate and population growth are declining, but so has the number of years it takes to add each billion new people due to something called population momentum. As huge generations of young people reach and live out their reproductive years, which are considered age 15 to 44 by most demo, uh, demographers. Boy, 15 is pretty young, but in a lot of parts of the world, you start having kids at 15, I guess. Uh, their children are added to an already large base of people. And, you know, it's this, you know, if you don't get the math on that, you don't get the math on that. But pretty nice. Right. Um, uh, but at some point, we'll start. it'll start slowing down a lot. And I mentioned earlier, Elon Musk, his pinned tweet to his 100 million followers is the greatest threat to my mankind is depopulation. And he's got a graph on there showing that we are going to peak at around 10 billion here in the next however many decades. And then it's going to start going the other direction. And it goes fast 
really fast when that starts happening. Wow. Well, let me think. That would probably be, if if indeed the period between adding a billion uh, more keeps shortening, that would be inside of 20 years then, right? Probably. That we hit uh, 10 billion? Yeah, I could actually look that up. But Yeah, um, I, I, I would be interested to read more about that because I have no doubt of that. I mean, you see the trends in all the developed countries. Um, the only way we're increasing population is through immigration at this point in the U.S., for instance. Uh, I, you know, I was uh, I spent a week or so in a house with a bunch of young people that may or may not be my offspring. And I it's not clear to me. One, I'm pretty sure is not going to have kids. Um, and uh, one, I would lean toward. Yes. The third is uh, up in the air. I don't know. Just young people don't talk about having kids. Nope. They don't have kids at the same age as even uh, my generation did. Right. Uh, and that's one freaking generation. I know because I generated it. Yeah, I know. It's astonishing. It's just like it's not even something that they think about. Got other things to do, I guess. I don't know. I, I think there's something bigger going on that. I have always thought that. I think there's something that gets into um, our brains through our culture or whatever that we just don't strive for repopulating. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is whether well, there's more to do now. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. No. I wasn't a lack of things to do that, that made me have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's complicated when you look at different countries and cultures, though, because China did have that one-child policy and then selective abortions that you kind of referred to with a, a shortage of men. I'm sorry, a shortage of women now for the young, the young bucks. We haven't had those things in the U.S., but I just think we have affluence and, and uh, everybody lives longer. Infant mortality is way down. And so just people, for whatever reason that's difficult to put a finger on, don't feel like reproducing. People have more kids when they're under threat, it would seem. Um you know, hostile threat from other countries or or working really hard in mm-hmm. tough uh, economic situations. People have more kids in those situations than they do when they're fat, happy, and comfortable and watching Netflix. It's interesting. You know, I learned once that coyotes are impossible to eradicate because the more you try, the more they breed. Right. They adjust their breeding patterns. Yeah. And I think every beast probably has some sort of inborn instinct that, uh-oh, this species is under threat. We need to have more offspring. Sure. There was an article I read somewhere, I think the New York Times the other day, about you're killing ants all wrong. It's why you've got a problem and about how if you don't like wipe out bees or ants or whatever you're trying to kill, you actually end up with more because of what you were just talking about. And why wouldn't human beings be the same way? And so we have a feeling of, God, there's plenty of us. It's, there's no, no threat. Nobody's trying to kill us. I got enough mm-hmm. food. I don't need to have a kid. Well, look around. We got eight billion. That's plenty. Anyway, yeah, that is pretty interesting in one generation with your family seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see the birth rates for various countries around the world because the the places where folks are still cranking out kids are generally the rougher places to be. Right, which runs counter to the the, the nonsense of I can't bring it bring a child into this world with climate change. You know, from no. stupid from people with graduate degrees and lots of money who decide not to have a kid. If you've ever said that even once in your life, punch yourself in the face right now. Do it. And if they punch themselves so hard, they cry. Does that make them really tough or really wussy? (laughs) It's my favorite question. Well, I guess that's it. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.